Hi everyone, my name is Alat Navan. I'm a professional mentor and organizational psychologist. I'm here to bring up topics that I think everyone, no matter what demographics, should know, and to help my listeners start asking themselves important questions to level up in life, whatever that means for you. If you find my podcast useful and want more podcasts, visuals, and personalized help, I'm here for you. I'll be giving my contact information at the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome once again to Love Your Damn Life. My name is Alat Navan. This week we are covering part one of communication. What is the difference between direct and indirect? If you struggle with receiving direct communication, I recommend listening to my Perfectionist Mindset episode first. It's all going to tie in. It seems pretty straightforward, but I think there are some details that should be discussed. Today, we'll be covering what indirect and direct mean in terms of communication, which style is better to use, and how to adapt to working with people who have different communication styles. The stereotypical ideas of communication don't belong here. Remember, everything is for personal and professional development. I am not adding you here. So there's not a foolproof way to communicate. People are complicated and messy, and there are tons of factors that decide how someone will respond to a message, no matter how carefully we craft it. The goal here is to find common ground with people and adapt to the communication style of others. In most situations, this will help you relay information effectively and mitigate miscommunication, which TBH always the goal. Before we truly dive in, I do have one more important note. The U.S. is one of the most, if not the most, direct communicating countries in the world. Even if you're an indirect communicator in the U.S., chances are you're more direct than most people in the world. First, of course, we are going to define both direct and indirect communication. This time around, we got our definitions from LinkedIn. They also had an article about direct communication that I thought was pretty insightful if you wanted to go see that afterwards. We're going to be covering most of that information today, but might be a fun read. So direct communication is defined as happening when a speaker's true intentions are communicated in their verbal message. It expresses their needs and desires explicitly. Direct communicators will also take other speakers' words at face value. They will not analyze the message for underlying meaning. That sounds pretty straightforward. Direct is direct, no matter how you're going to be using it. Fastest, shortest, simplest way towards something. Indirect communication is when a speaker's true intentions are hidden. They will not make a direct statement or directly answer a question that might cause tension or result in an uncomfortable situation. They are more likely to say maybe or possibly when the true answer is no. It doesn't mean that indirect communicators are trying to hide their intentions from anyone. It just means that instead of saying things verbally, they are also using other tools such as context and body language. I found another quote on Indeed Direct is a high risk of offense and low risk of misunderstanding. Indirect is a low risk of offense and a high risk of miscommunication. It really does boil down to what the speaker or interpreter considers to be offensive 
And then we have to figure out how to dance around in that middle ground. An example of both communication types is one that I recently used on TikTok about my friend T having to go to the bathroom at a bar. She and I were talking to one another and she said to me, I have to go to the bathroom. I picked up on her inflection. I realized she needed something. So I said, oh, it's right over there and pointed her in the direction of the bathroom. Then what she did baffled me. Instead of moving towards the bathroom, she said again with more inflection, yeah, I know, I really gotta go. I was at a complete loss. I didn't know what she needed from me. I was about to reassure her that I'd wait for her when her roommate walked up and grabbed the cup out of her hand. Well, I was confused about why she did that, T said, oh my God, thank you, and proceeded to walk to the bathroom. I had completely missed that she was trying to hand me her cup while she was talking about having to go to the bathroom. As a direct communicator, I would expect her to directly ask me to hold her cup. Instead, as an indirect communicator, she kind of held it between us and implied with her body language and voice inflection that she needed me to hold it. This is a great example of how information can be missed with indirect communication. Sometimes people will pick up on it, especially when they communicate with someone often. Sometimes they won't, like me, who's an incredibly direct communicator and I struggle with nuance. A second example would be a trip that I took to Indonesia with my mom. Indonesian culture is much more indirect than US culture. And upon arriving, no one ever told us no. It doesn't mean they told us yes. It just means that they never told us no. At first, we were baffled. We thought that people were lying to us or confused with the answers that they gave. About halfway through our trip, we were supposed to fly to another island and all of the flights were getting canceled. We couldn't figure out what was happening and finally we found out that all of the flights were grounded. We asked if there would be flights later in the day and we got a maybe and directed to the information desk. At the information desk, the girl who was so sweet, she wouldn't give us a direct answer about the flights or how to get out of the city. We finally got directions to the train station and the name of the closest airport where we could quote, maybe get a flight out. It wasn't until we were safely on board, we were in a completely different city, we found out a volcano had erupted nearby and realized that no one had told us no, even though there was definitely no way a flight was getting out of there. The gal from information didn't know if we'd be able to get out of the city, so everything she had said was maybe. This was a hard pill for my direct communication mind to swallow. I realized that it was cultural, and I realized that all of the people who gave us help were well-meaning, but they felt like they couldn't tell us no. I couldn't help but feel like they were misleading me, even though I knew it wasn't personal or on purpose. While a lot of times indirect communicators feel like they're being attacked or singled out by direct communicators, direct communicators can feel bamboozled and tricked by indirect communication. As soon as I read that indirect communication definition where it said they're more likely to say maybe or possibly when the true answer is no, I immediately thought of this situation in Indonesia. 
So we've looked at communicators in the US, we've looked at cross-cultural communication, and I think it's important to note that communication lies on a scale. It's never fully one or the other. We all use indirect cues to an extent, like body language and our tone, it helps us decipher information. Being too direct can hurt feelings, and then being too indirect can cause communication confusion. And depending on who you're talking to, you can be considered one way or the other, depending on the person's communication style, who you're talking to. If they're incredibly indirect, you may seem very direct or vice versa. With all of this in mind, direct communication is the most effective form of communication. But why? Because it leaves the least amount of interpretation. With social, physical, and situational cues, indirect communication leaves a lot for the listener to interpret and thus a lot of room for error. Direct communication, on the other hand, it relies specifically on using clear words to deliver the message. Even when two indirect communicators interact, if they aren't from the same place or have the same social background, different indirect cues can mean different things to people. It's like using an okay sign in a different country. So putting your thumb and your pointer finger in a circle with the rest of your fingers fanned out. If there's a similar social or lingual background, no problem. In the US and England, it can be considered an all is well sign. In Brazil, it's used as a rude gesture, like flipping people off in the US. Context is important. So how do we work towards clear communication? First off, there is a difference between being confrontational and being direct. Confrontation is a type of unhealthy direct communication. It uses inflammatory language like blaming or explicatives versus being direct with healthy communication is a relay of information that's not attached to personal attributes. So the first thing to do is know your audience. Are you speaking to someone new or are you communicating an established relationship? If you're speaking to someone new, it's helpful to establish a baseline in which to work with them. If it's an established relationship, chances are that you generally know how they relay and receive information. When you're listening to someone who's a direct communicator, try to separate yourself from their words and your own ideas. Who you are as a person is not defined by one idea, one project, or one person's words. You are more defined from how you respond to things like criticism than you are from your work. This is where that perfectionist mindset comes in. What people are saying most likely isn't personal. For example, if you're sharing an idea with your team and someone speaks up, pointing out a mistake or presenting a better idea, they're not doing it to be mean to you. They're doing it to improve upon the project. If you're talking to your friends about a potential romantic partner and one of them points out evidence that it may not be a healthy relationship, they aren't attacking you. They're explicitly making sure that you see a red flag. And this is all non-confrontational language. For my direct communicators out there, be mindful of the words you use. 
practice using that non-confrontational language, especially when you're talking to indirect communicators. It's possible to be polite and still get your point across. There's a difference between that's a bad idea and I think this idea will work better. Using that's a bad idea attacks the idea specifically and if the person who made the idea is attached to it, they'll probably feel like you're attacking them. Using, I think this idea will work better, puts the focus on the new and positive idea. We want to avoid being confrontational because when someone feels attacked or they feel like their idea is being attacked, they'll shut down and get defensive. Once someone gets defensive, it will take so much longer and so much more healthy communication to get back on track. If you feel like an indirect communicator is purposefully leaving information out, or you feel completely lost when you're talking to them, approach them gently about it. Let them know that you need clear communication and give a few examples with potential solutions. An example of that is, if you need something from me, I'll respond much faster if you tell me exactly what you need. Speaking from experience, it can be so frustrating feeling like you're always trying to change or soften your communication for others. But keep in mind, you have a superpower to relay information in an understandable way. Do your best and remember, you can't win them all. For my indirect communicators out there, if you're uncomfortable being direct, take a small step and at the beginning of a conversation with someone, let them know that you struggle with direct communication. Bonus point, if you say you'll do your best to meet them where you can and you do it. Chances are they'll appreciate the honesty and they'll be more likely to ask clarifying questions if they need it. Like I said before, you can hurt a direct communicator's feelings by being indirect. The lack of direct information can potentially make them feel like you're purposefully admitting things or playing games. Letting them know that you're more of an indirect communicator, it'll help them not take those things as personally and they'll work with you. To get in a direct communication mindset, think about the easiest way to say something with the least amount of words. Then, and this is what sets everybody apart from the assholes, take the explicatives out and change any confrontational wording to collaborative or neutral wording. Instead of stop interrupting, you never listen to me, which is confrontational by ordering the speaker to stop interrupting and more than likely you're using distressed inflection. You can say, I was talking, I'll leave room for you to share when I finished my thought. Or simply, let me finish speaking, I'm not done. Both of these focus on finishing your thought instead of the interrupter's actions. This keeps you professional, clearly gets the point across, and won't hurt anyone's feelings whose ego isn't a cracked eggshell already. Something to keep in mind with this is there is a difference to an indirect communicator when you say, let me finish speaking, I'm not done, versus let me finish speaking, I'm not done. And that is the inflection. So you have to be careful about what your inflection is doing. First step, coming up with those words instead of shut the hell up or stop interrupting. Second step, making sure your inflection is calm and neutral. 
So what did we learn today? Direct communication is the most effective communication type and it benefits everyone by not leaving room for interpretation. The purpose is to relay as much clear information as possible so everyone knows what's happening. There is no such thing as being fully direct or fully indirect. It's a scale and we move across it depending on who we're talking to and how we're doing that day. Try to be mindful about where you fall on the scale. And then lastly, direct communication is done best without confrontation. Us direct communicators get a bad rap for being mean. It doesn't have to be this way. Inversely, indirect communication can be not only confusing, but also damaging depending on how much the listeners picked up on the indirect cues. If they're not picking up on it, they're missing a lot of information. I'm going to leave you with one final thought. When you're feeling attacked by something someone did or said, approach the situation with curiosity. Why did they choose to say or do something in a certain way? The answer might be surprising to you. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I want you to go out there. Remember, you can't win them all, but you can do your best and love your damn wives. I'll see you in a couple weeks. We are going to go over boundaries two weeks from today, next episode. In the meantime, if you want personalized help, you can reach out to me by DMing me on either TikTok or Instagram. It is alatna.vaughn, or you can email me at alatna.vaughn at gmail.com. That's A-L-A-T-N-A dot V-A-U-G-H-A-N at gmail.com.